0: Welcome back to the Fit Life Formula Podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Personal Training in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Personal Training, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel strong so that they can be active with their family and friends and get back to doing the things that they love to do. The Fit Life Formula is a show that we've come up with and, and a formula that we've come up with that's gonna help you live an active life for as long as you choose to do that. We're gonna be tackling topics like nutrition, mindset, movement, exercise, um, anything that's gonna help you continue moving and give you the edge when it comes to um, sticking with the things that you love to do and being able to do those um, without injury, without pain, And uh, enjoying every moment of them. So, the Fit Life formula is three, two, one, three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks, that pushes you beyond or, or maybe not beyond, just to your limit, um, where your heart rate is high, you're out of breath. You just need one of those per week in the Fit Life formula. So, Today's topic folds in nicely with the theme of the show because, in order to stick with the Fit Life formula, you have to be a highly effective exerciser. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you have to do everything exactly right or you have to have these workouts planned out to a T. It just means that you're almost the equivalent of a fitness survivalist, right? You have lots of tools in your toolkit. And you make do make do with what you have in order to get things accomplished. So these are the people that you see that always seem to have time to exercise always, they're always able to fit it in, whether they are, you know, training for an Ironman, which takes hours and hours and hours each week, or if they just find ways to move every single day. Those are the highly effective exercises that we're talking about. So if you could use those skills, or if you want to know which one of, if you are a highly effective exerciser and, you know, want to know which one of those skills you are doing the best, um, stay tuned here because we are going to be talking about the seven habits of highly effective exercisers. Okay. So what do these people have in common? In part one today, we're going to talk about the first three habits and we'll save the last four for, um, for the next episode. But, um, let's talk about one through three today. So let's go ahead and jump right in. And so the first habit that highly effective exercisers have in common is that they make it a big rock, right? So that you've probably heard some version of this story, the way I, the way I've heard it, it's basically a parable at this point, but the way I've heard it is a teacher was at, you know, the front of a room and had a pile of, of big, you know, I guess fist shaped rocks or fist sized rocks and then some pea gravel and then some sand and the, the way it goes is do you think the teacher asks the classroom do you think all of this stuff will fit in this jar and there were various answers and so the professor took the sand and dumped the sand in there and then took the pea gravel and put the pea gravel in there and then took the big rocks and and put the tried to put the big rocks in but with all the sand in the bottom and the pea gravel all piling up the teacher wasn't able to put the big rocks in there just wasn't enough room. All right. And so the class kind of came up with the answer that no, I guess, I guess this stuff does not fit in the jar. And so the professor dumped everything out and sorted it and then said, okay, let's try this again. And went in reverse order and took the big rocks and put the big rocks into the jar first. And then he dumped the the pebbles or the um the pea gravel and shook it around right and and made sure it filled all the spaces around the big rocks and then finally took the sand and dumped the sand in and shook it around and made sure that the sand filled in all the gaps and all of a sudden everything fits in the jar with room to spare um and then as an addition to the the story that i heard the the teacher takes a well in this case it was a a beer. And <laughs> he was teaching a college class, I assume, uh, takes a beer and pours it on top and and uh, says, what's the moral of the story? He says, there's always room for a beer. So um, basically, in this illustration, your life is like the jar. And all the things that you have to do are the rocks, the pebbles and the sand. And so the whole idea here is you have to put your big rocks in first, you have to prioritize the things that you find most important or the things that you have to do. So in this case, um, you know, maybe one of your big rocks is work. Maybe one of your big rocks is making dinner for the family. Maybe one of your big rocks, one of the things that you prioritize the most is spending time with your family after 7pm. Um, maybe it's getting your kids to soccer practice. Cause that's, you know, that's what you do. So you have to figure out what your big rocks are, right. And then everything else can kind of fill in, right. So, um, I don't know, maybe some of the smaller, maybe some of the smaller rocks, maybe a smaller rock is being able to, or taking your kids to practice. Maybe it's not something you really want to do. Or you feel like you have to, but you could also find ways around that you could carpool, Um, you know, you can talk to siblings and see if siblings can give them a ride, all those things. So, so maybe that's not as much of a big rock as you initially thought, but basically all the things that you have to do in your day, uh, find a way to prioritize them so that exercise can be one of your big rocks. And so how do you do this? You know, I I will share the story of one of our members, uh, who found a way to prioritize exercise. Uh, making it first before all of the work and meetings and um, all all of that kind of stuff. And it actually is something that we encourage of a lot of our members. And for this, we encourage people to schedule their sessions with us at Advantage on Sundays before the week starts to fill up. So all of a sudden that becomes a spot on your calendar that is already taken. And so when other things pop up, You take a look at your calendar. Sorry, I can't do that. Um, And you don't have to say why, uh, but when you look at your calendar and you have something in place, right on Sunday, if you go through and you schedule your workouts for the week, you've made a commitment to yourself. You've made it, you've made it a priority for yourself. And so that's something that really helps our members to make exercise a priority for them, make exercise consistent throughout their week is they go through and they schedule on Sunday. So highly effective exercisers to, to review highly effective exercisers make exercise a priority for themselves. And that I think is, is number one, if you go through and you say, man, I'm really not happy with where my, my exercise routine is right now. You can always find other things to do. But if you flip that on its head and you say, you know what, I'm going to make exercise the thing that I'm most concerned about, um, it it becomes a big rock. You you put it in your jar first. You put it into your life first, and then let everything else fill in around it. Um, so the next uh, highly effective str- or the next strategy that highly effective exercisers use is that they refuse to feel guilty about prioritizing exercise. This goes right along with prioritizing exercise. Sometimes you can feel guilty. Actually, let's flip that around. We'll say they insist on being proud of their commitment to exercise, right? So we'll, we'll put a positive spin on it here. Um, And so instead of, you know, exercising and maybe thinking about the other things you could or should be doing, refuse to feel guilty about prioritizing exercise. And I'll I'll share the story of a member who came in just last week actually and said, you know, it was a 7 a.m. class and she came in and she said, well, the kids and my husband are at, at home and they got to get to school. So I think they're all set up. I hope they get to school. I usually do it, but um I needed to come in here today. So this is a person who made a commitment, she she prioritized exercise. And it's not a selfish play. Um, It is, you know, contributing to her day, but it's also making her um, in her case, it makes her gives her more energy, it makes her more effective at work, so that she gets her work done. So that when when the kids come home at 330, she is done with work and ready to be with them fully and not worrying about doing other things. Um, she's in a better mood. She has better quality time with her husband throughout the day, because they work at home. Um, and she has better quality time with her kids, right? So while it might seem like this is something that is thats self serving or selfish, understand that for this, for this member in particular, and, and for you, most people are in this category. If you take the time, if you make it a priority, and maybe shuffle some things around or make different arrangements so that you can get what you need first uh, in terms of exercise. A lot of times you see a lot more positive benefits. You know, you think that maybe you're taking away from your effectiveness or taking away from other people's days. But a lot of times what you find is it's not that at all. It's that you have much more positive energy. You have much better quality time with your family and friends. um, And your, your body feels better to boot. So um, that's just a a quick story to kind of illustrate that it might look different in your life, but you know, it's a way to think about things, I I guess, to refuse to feel guilty about putting yourself first. Um, Self-care is a major factor in this. And it's something that the seven, it's something that the highly effective exercisers do as one of their seven habits. Finally, for today, Uh, like I said, we're only going to go through three of them today, but so here we go with number three, highly effective exercisers are consistent, but flexible. All right. What does that mean? So they're consistent in their exercise routine, but they are flexible in case things go sideways. So we have a group of people who consistently comes in at six o'clock for our 6.00 AM session. It's definitely our most consistent session. We see the same people. Every day, over and over. Um, and this is this is a time that works for them, right? So they've chosen a time that works for them, that works for their life, that works for their schedule, and they are consistent day after day to the point where if one of them isn't there, we wonder what's happening or what's going on. So um that's the consistency piece. And any habit is built on consistency. So that part is really, really important so to be a highly effective exerciser, You have uh, exerciser, you have to have a time that you exercise. All right. And that's, again, you can prioritize that. You can make it a big rock and stick with it without guilt, without feelings of guilt. Um. And the second part of that, of being consistent and flexible or, but flexible, the second part of that is is being flexible is is if things go sideways um for example one of our members had to make breakfast for the swim team one morning and so she wasn't able to come in to a workout and number one she didn't let it ruin her day she didn't let it rattle her she just came in later um and again that's part of making it a priority so if it's not a priority for you there's a good chance that your opportunity to move or to exercise kind of goes away throughout the day if you don't get to your time that you usually exercise. A lot of times you get going with your day and you kind of forget about that, um, or you don't make it to an exercise session, or you don't, you know, go outside for a a walk or whatever it might be. Um, But if you're able to be flexible and exercise is a priority for you, you start looking for other times throughout the day to get that in. Okay. So the most effective exercisers, the people who stick with their routines, the most, uh, who get the most out of their exercise week, I'll, I'll say, um, we're going to talk about the next four later, but the, the first three here are number one, they make it a big rock. Number two, they insist on feeling proud of their commitment to exercise. And number three, they're consistent, but flexible. So we'll catch up next time and talk a little bit more about the final four. So take a look at this in your life. I think, you know, number one is number one for a reason. Flipping things around and making it a priority will help to make you a highly effective exerciser. If you've ever felt like, I don't, um, I wish I could exercise more. I wish I had more time to exercise. It's fully within your control to look for opportunities to do that and to flip some things around so that that can be a part of your life. So um, keep that in mind. Like I said, we'll tackle the, the final four in the next episode, but um, thank you for joining me today. And if you have any questions about this or comments or concerns, or you think I'm full of crap, you can feel free to reach out to me. My email address is Brian B R I a N at advantagestrength.com And uh, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to chat. If you would like to talk about the best ways for you to get started, or maybe um, need a little bit of help getting started yourself, again, email me, brian, at advantagestrength.com, at advantagestrength.com, and uh, I'm happy to jump on a phone call with you and see if we're a good fit, and if we're not a good fit, finding a way to help you out. So um, that's all for today. Until next time, be sure to follow the Fit Life formula, three days a week of something you love to do two days a week of strength training and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next time.